Welcome to Weight Loss for Busy CRNA Moms. If you are a CRNA, a busy mom, or a busy CRNA mom, or a woman looking to permanently lose weight, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Brittany Kolb from Weight Loss by Brittany. I'm a busy CRNA mom and certified life and weight loss coach. And like you, I not so long ago struggled to lose the weight and keep it off. But once I shifted my mindset and learned how I could use my brain to reach my weight loss goals, everything changed. I was able to lose 40 pounds and knew I had to share the secret with others. I'm here to help you achieve your permanent weight loss goals by uncovering what might be holding you back. Let's get started. Hey guys. Okay. Today we are going to talk all about vegetables, which I love talking about. Um, and honestly, I just wanted to do this podcast because I really, I do spend a fair amount of time with my clients kind of like building the skill set of like meal preparation and meal planning and things like that. And I just wanted to do like a full podcast on it to have it be available for everybody because I just think this, this is super, super, super helpful. So again, I spend a fair amount of time helping my clients build the skill set of like finding meals that they enjoy many that they've never even considered, kind of looking at their weeks, being realistic with their time and making a plan. Like I will literally do this with them. Like this week I did it at least three times just to help them kind of put in the mental energy to figure it out. And, you know, as I didn't write this note down, but I was thinking about it. I just listened to Brooke Castillo's podcast from the Life Coach School on dread sprints. And I feel like meal planning and preparation. I mean, some people I know I'm at the point where I'm like really enjoy it. But I think um I think it's something that at first when you're in this process, I know I was in the process of like I don't want to have to think about this. I don't want to have to put this this effort in, but I promise you like do a dread sprint, like sprint through that dread. Go towards the dread of not wanting to do that. Just do it and you're going to feel so much better afterwards and you're going to have a a week that is planned and easy and then you don't have to think about food anymore. Like literally food doesn't even have to be like a concept in your brain. It's just like, oh yeah, I already thought about that. I have so much more mental energy to think about so many other things. Um, So try it. Do a a dread sprint through um, meal planning and meal prep and like making a grocery list and or an intro cart list or whatever. Okay. So again, like all skills that we learn, they take practice to get really good again, good at them. And if this is a skill that you have yet to figure out and it can make your journey kind of tricky, you know, because you will like kind of fall on old habits of opting for the easy things like eating your kids' chicken nuggets, ordering a pizza. And I was totally in this boat. I had zero skills in the kitchen. I didn't know how to cook food that I enjoyed. And I associated all meal prep and with dieting and like long complicated recipes that took me a ton of time, which I didn't want to focus on. And honestly, it was totally unappealing. And so no wonder I resisted it for so long. And I feel like a lot of my clients are in this boat. Some of my clients are like, oh no, I make my meals. I know what to prep for the week. It's like totally easy. And I was like, that's amazing. But for a lot of us, we're just like, no, I don't really want to do that. And that's totally where I was. So but with enough like practice and prefrontal cortex planning, I became a person that can make delicious food that supported me while I lost my weight and continues to support me while I maintain my weight loss. And what was once kind of cumbersome is now easy. What was now what was once bland is now delicious. What was once complicated is now simple. And this is why 
you know, you might notice I share a lot of super simple recipes that I make on social media and my website to help you maybe find things that you might also enjoy and help you realize that it's possible for you to do this too. If I can be the person who ordered out like three times a week, four times a week, primarily eight refined carbohydrates and added sugar on the regular, and I can shift to where I am now, I know you can too, if that's what you want. And I know that because I've helped tons of my clients create that for themselves as well. So today I want to talk to you guys about building this skill of, in a way that I think will serve you the best on your journey, which involves learning how to prepare vegetables in a super yummy way. I really think that incorporating vegetables in your protocol more often than not, and I'm talking like 90% of the time, and finding ways to enjoy them on a regular basis is crucial for your long-term weight loss success. You know, I share items on the protocol, and what I notice is that a lot of people tend to lean on the non vegetable related items in their protocol. They might be eating lots of rice and potatoes and dairy and animal protein, which are all on protocol. And then not really having any non-starchy vegetables. And then they're wondering why they aren't losing weight, right? I mean, all of these things you can include. I include all of these things on my protocol, but I think we have to kind of take a look at your food journal. We've got to take a look at what you're eating. And we've got to, for every person, there is a specific frequency in which these things can be eaten and also supportive to your weight loss, right? Like for a point there, like I was eating potatoes almost every day and I was like not losing any weight, but another one of my clients was eating potatoes every day and they were doing just fine. So, you know, I just want you to like know that while they can be included, there's probably a frequency that should be included. And I think it just if you're doing this on your own, I think you just want to maybe make a prediction and just to kind of hypothesize like, oh, I wonder if I had potatoes like twice a week and I had rice once a week and the rest of the time it was like all non-starchy stuff. Like maybe that would help me lose weight and just like try it and see. And maybe that's exactly what you need. But I think we have to like be really realistic, like no other plans, whatever have you eating potatoes and dairy and protein exclusively, right? Most of the time we do have to lean on vegetables. So Um, but I know like, again, I I work with people who are like super type A and they're like, well, I'm following the protocol. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But again, perhaps we need to figure out a different combination of foods. that's going to work better for you overall. Um, and again, like the people I work with, they, they know how to follow a diet plan. (laughs) They're like, I follow the diet plan. And, and for the most part, you know, every other diet plan, it's like, give me a list, give me a number of calories, give me some macros, give me, you know, like a number of a carb limit or something. And every person I've worked with, like, I can do that. I know how to do that. And I'm like, and again, if, if you, they're like, and if I do that, I should get the results I want, right? They kind of fall into this pattern of like, well, I'm doing the thing, so I should get the results. But And yes, correct. If you restrict your calories to 1200 calories, you will lose weight. But like, do you want to do that forever? Right? No, this isn't about the short-term fix of doing those other things. Like this is about doing something like this isn't about doing something and then stopping it. This is about creating like a long-term solution. This is about getting your body in a natural pleasure cycle, like balancing your hormones, finding a long-term way for you to eat that will work for you, that you enjoy and works in your life. And of course, to stop using food as an emotional crutch, which is not the main focus of this podcast. But right, the other plans were like 
my main focus is just to lose weight and then be done with that plan. In this plan, we are trying to really figure out the foods that are going to serve you long-term, the the way of eating that's really going to serve you long-term. I'm not talking about eating the exact same thing over and over again. I'm just saying like finding a way that's going to work for you that you really, really love and enjoy. And that might take a little bit of time to alter, to tweak, to look at, right? It's not just about restricting to 1,200 calories because again, no one wants to do that forever. But in this world, like my clients go on vacation and they usually will maintain their weight or not gain as much weight as they used to, right? We can go out to dinner and we're not worried about how many points this is going to blow. Like we can, you know, go to restaurants and we can go to family gatherings. And it's like, I can always figure out something that's on protocol to eat. Like I can travel and I can always be prepared for that. Like, right. Like we're not, this is a realistic way of eating. This is a realistic way of like approaching food for your lifetime. So anyway, figuring out your protocol, I think can be tricky to start for a variety of reasons. But what I want you to consider is like, what foods do you like to eat? Like what is satisfying to you? What do you enjoy? And again, what do you think will help you with your goal? Kind of all at the same time. Again, not something someone else is telling you to eat so you can lose weight. Like in this process, you get to be in control. Because some of my clients, they come to me and they're like, okay, so just like tell me what to eat. And I'm like, nope. Sorry, friend. Like we get to figure this out together. Like, and I can certainly give you ideas and I can help you collab- collaborate with you to make a plan, but I'm not going to give you a meal plan. Like, and I do have, if you are looking for it, I do have like a five day quick start guide of just like ideas for you guys to be able to consider like, oh, I could eat these things. Like I literally eat all those things on that five day quick start guide with relative frequency. And I'm like, I could eat these things and probably start to lose weight. It's not like, I just is to give you again, as like a, a like picture of if you don't know what to eat, if you're not eating refined carbohydrates and added sugar, these are some ideas of what might be available to you. Just like what's on my Pinterest board, just like what I put out on social media, right? Like there, I can, like I said, I can give you ideas. I can give you like a, a framework, but I would rather have a discussion with you. And again, get really realistic about like, what your time frame is, how how are your afternoons looking after you get off of work and you start like af- extracurricular activities? Like, let's get really specific about that. Like, how much time do you have? Also, what do you like to eat? What does your family like to eat? Like, let's get realistic about that because I could give you a plan, and if my plan has pesto on it, and you don't like pesto, well, that's not going to work, right? And I'm not going to make you eat something that you don't like to eat. Like, I want you to be eating things that you really like. So you get to have agency in your decisions fully. And I am here to help you with that until you can figure it out on your own. It's totally different than other plans because you get to learn to like trust yourself in this process, trust your body in this process, trust your hunger signals and your satiety signals in this process and make decisions on your own that serve you. Totally awesome. It's a totally different approach. I just love it. So again, that's what I help my clients do at first if they need help. And they usually do because they usually believe that they need to eat food they don't like and eat salads all the time and be miserable in order to lose weight. (laughs) And I'm here to tell you that is just not how we roll here. Weight loss by Brittany. Absolutely not. Um, I am here to tell you that this process can be delicious and enjoyable all at the same time, because that's how we want to live our life when it comes to food, right? Like maybe these things 
Like maybe there are things that I haven't even discovered yet. Maybe I will like the food I'm eating while I lose and maintain my weight even more than the food I was eating before. And I know that is the truth for me. Like I love the food I eat. I love the way it makes me feel so much better than the way that I was eating before and eating out all the time and like feeling gross. So, all right. So vegetables. Let's talk about vegetables. There is a belief, I think, that vegetables don't taste good and are boring and take too long to prepare. And if you were raised in a family that didn't have kind of yummy vegetables available and were served in ways that were delicious, you might also kind of have this belief. I know like my memories and experiences with the vegetables kind of vary greatly. My when I was growing up, my favorite vegetables involved were like corn on the cob. Like we could always do like some grilled corn word with butter. That was like cool. Um broccoli, steamed broccoli with like some sort of Velveeta cheese concoction. And I'm just telling you, it was so good. Like my dad does such a good job with this fucking Velveeta cheese and I've tried to do it and I can't do it I, yet, right? Like look at me, like limiting my beliefs. Um, roasted vegetable skewers or like grilled vegetable skewers with this like Greek seasoning, which is super good. And then carrots and mushrooms in Cocovan. Those were like, that was my idea of like good vegetables. I was reflecting on this. I was like, what vegetables did I like to eat? And I was like, those were the ones that I like to eat. And when I was trying to lose weight, <laughs> what's interesting is like on all the plans that I'd be on, it's like those things probably would have cost me all of my daily points because I, I always went to Weight Watchers. That was usually my thing. So I wouldn't eat them when I was trying to lose weight. I wouldn't eat like the delicious vegetables in that way, which at this point, all of those things are technically on protocol. They're totally available to you to eat. Um... And plus, to me, you know, all those things kind of seem complicated. Like I didn't know how to grill and I really still don't, by the way. Like if I had to be in charge of a grill, I would have no idea what to do. But I think I could figure it out. I also didn't have the patience to like make cocovan. And like I said, I tried to make that cheese sauce and I could never replicate it. And so when I was trying to lose weight, I was eating things like raw celery, raw carrots, and like dips that I had to measure because I needed to figure out how many points they were. Um, I was warming up frozen bags of vegetables and putting like fake spray butter on it. I was roasting vegetables and then having to like take a tablespoon and measure out how much olive oil I was putting on it. Cause like heaven forbid I used too much olive oil and I went over on my points like, or maybe even making salad, which by the way, like you're not going to see me eating a salad just about ever. Like, and maybe that might change. <laughs> Again, I keep, I keep saying like, I'm not a salad person and I kind of hold true to that. But like if it's, if I had another option, I would probably take it. Um, the only salads I really do like are like the Chick-fil-A chicken salads, like the Cobb salad on the Southwest salad without those little tortilla things. Um, and the avocado lime ranch dressing, like that is like a bomb ass salad. Um, I just, otherwise it's not going to be my go-to, but I would, but when I was trying to lose weight before, right? My brain went to like, okay, I need to eat bagged salad and I need to put this low fat dressing on and I need to measure out how much dressing. And I was like, I was reflecting on this and I was like, no wonder I really resisted vegetables and the possibility that they could be delicious and I could lose weight at the same time because I had the thought that I couldn't eat vegetables in a yummy way or that it would be too complicated to make them. And instead I had to eat vegetables in a way that I really didn't like. I kind of equate this to like vegetable PTSD. It's like no wonder like my body's just like, oh, that sounds horrible, right? So, and I think I also felt this obligation to eat vegetables. Like if I don't eat vegetables, then I'll be starving. Because like, again, when you're on Weight Watchers, like vegetables and fruits were all like free or whatever. So, um, 
but you have to eat them like plain. You couldn't eat them with anything else because otherwise it would add to your points. And so I also had this idea, like if I don't eat these things then I'm going to be starving, right? And I won't have any, because I, I didn't have any points left. Like I was like, oh, but I don't have any points left. It's 2 PM and I'm hungry. Like, what am I going to do? It's like, well, I guess I have to eat celery for the rest of the day. You know, it felt so obligatory. It felt so forced. It wasn't anything that I actually wanted to do. And I was never really excited about my vegetables. I just felt like I had to eat them if I wanted to lose weight. Ooh. Anyway, just thinking about all this, I was like, I can't believe I lived my life for so long this way. So when you think the way I did, like no wonder I resisted it. I believed I would be miserable and I did not think I could have the skills to figure it out. And so as you can see, my relationship with the vegetables hasn't really always been pretty. And my thoughts certainly haven't helped me um, become a vegetable loving person, but I've slowly shifted to the idea that vegetables don't have to be boring or bland or complicated. Even one of my clients even called it like celebrating vegetables, like thinking about how to make like seasonal vegetables really good. And I was like, Ooh, I love that. It's like a game. It's like, how can I figure out how to make this amazing? Like it's available, it's in season. Like, how can I figure out how to make this good? And so I kind of, I kind of love that idea. So um, I also came to realize how good I feel when I have a diet that's full of vegetables. I feel more energetic, less bloated, more satisfied and satiated. And I feel like I've had like a full meal, right? I mean, vegetables obviously add fiber, they add bulk, they add like a comfortable fullness to your stomach after a meal. And of course they're like super nutrient dense. Um, you know, it's like, like it's almost like food is medicine. Like these, these, these nutrients, these vitamins, these minerals that they, they offer to you, they give you so many nutrients that our body needs in order to feel really good. And it's like so nice when we give our bodies these nice meals that have um, that are that are full of everything that we need in order to function and feel good, right? Like I just love that. Like and and even that is going to be more satisfying to us, right? Because when we're feeding ourselves things that are not nutrient dense, like our bodies are still hungry for what they are really looking for, which is like true nutrition. Um. So let's get into how you can kind of start to make this shift for yourself. Um. First, I really want you to be open to the idea that this mindset could be possible for you, that you could be a person that enjoys vegetables, that eats them on the daily, is really good at preparing them. Just try to like dip your toe in that pool and like see how it feels because it's possible for you. I think the thinking like I can't be that person, it just seems feels very like disempowering, you know, but being like I could be that person, like it, it is possible for you. Just try it on. So again, Again, I think it's important um, to eat vegetables because of the nutrient density of them and the fiber, and it helps really with being satisfied and helps you feel like you've had it, like eaten a substantial meal. I know a lot of my clients um, like for their meals to like appear visually substantial, you know. And I, th I think about this: like, what's going to look better to you? Like, I mean, a nuts and an apple might not be as satisfying or appealing as like a large serving of roasted vegetables with garlic and Parmesan cheese and like a yummy protein on the side and like finishing with some watermelon, right? Like one is like probably from a nutritional standpoint, like a serving of nuts and like an apple, like from a maybe a caloric density standpoint, which again, I don't really know anything about like the calorie content of all of that, but right, like one is going to be a lot of nutrient density in a very small amount of food, like um, in terms of volume, right? Whereas the other thing is going to be probably a similar nutrient density, but in a slightly larger amount of food, that's just going to be more satisfying and appealing for you and like the um, comfort level in your stomach after you have eaten a meal. So 
you know, I just want you to think about that. Like the apple and nuts might give you some nutrition, but it won't make you feel like you've had a full meal. And for my clients that really want to have like a nice, satisfying whole meal, like I can see why that would be really important. So um, the next thing I want to do is I want to share a concept from James Clear. He's the the, uh, author of Atomic Habits. And um, he mentioned this on a podcast he was uh, on Dr. Backy with, and it was like, in order to start a new habit, like being a person who eats yummy vegetables all the time, you need to make it four things, obvious, easy, attractive, and satisfying. So in this podcast, I kind of want to give you some of my tips on creating this habit. And if you also need to listen to podcast um, number two on helpful dinner ideas, um, because I think that might also help. But this particular podcast is going to revolve entirely around vegetables. Okay. So make it obvious, easy, attractive, and satisfying. Not necessarily in that order, but here are my tips. Okay. Number one, obvious. Make a plan for your meals. Do your dread sprint. (laughs) Do your plan. Do it with me if you want to. Um, Write it down. Ideally, 24 hours ahead or, again, a lot of my clients like to use a chunk of their brain power and just make a plan for the entire week. And that way they know they have the ingredients that they need. They can make their Instacart order so everything will be available. And some people think that it might take like a really long time, but I promise it doesn't. Like I said, I did a few one-on-ones this week with my group clients. And we got really realistic about their time constraints and their schedules. And we looked at what they had available in their fridge and what they needed to buy. And, you know, maybe we pencil in like a Chick-fil-A salad on the road or a kava bowl or something. But when they have 15 minutes to cook or five, and we came up with a plan for the week. And guess how long that took? About 20 minutes. That is it. It seems like a lot of brain power. And it's, again, leaning towards dread, being like, I don't really want to do this, but I have to figure this out just leaning into it, feeling it, facing it on, and then being like, wow, I don't have to think about food anymore. Wow, I feel so much better knowing exactly, I have a plan for every single night and I don't have to like be scrambling or making a box of mac and cheese, like, right? You know, it's super easy, right? It took about 20 minutes. Now needed, okay, there's additional time that goes into this. Like they needed to add a few things to their grocery list, but now it's like in their journal, in our private Slack channel, they have an obvious plan. They also have obvious backup plans too. We talk about that. We're like, and I have um, a whole uh, thing on backup plans as well. Should things go crazy? Like it's all there. So let's talk about easy. Okay. I think that's obvious is good. Having it, having a plan written it down, it like just makes it like, this is what we're doing. I know exactly what we're doing. Okay. When it comes to vegetables, there are so many ways to make it easy. I personally choose recipes or like have created recipes that involve very few ingredients. If I look at a recipe and it has more than five things in it beyond salt and pepper and olive oil, I'm probably not making it. People share recipes with me all the time. They're like, oh my God, this looks so good. This was so tasty. And I was like, that looks like it would it would take too long. I'm just not going to. And again, that's like my limiting belief, right? That's like where I'm at now where I see a recipe that looks super complicated and I'm like, mm-mm. I don't think so, right? I'm resisting that. But like maybe someday I can also become the person that can like take that recipe head on and to do it. But I think if anything's gonna like take me more than about 15 minutes to prepare and make, I'm probably not gonna make it. That's just where I'm at at my stage in my life. I don't like to spend that much time cooking. I'd rather spend my mental energy doing other things like making podcasts for you about cooking. (laughs) Isn't that funny? So, um, So yeah, so there's that. 
just go for easy stuff. There are so many easy recipes that are super delicious. And on my Pinterest boards, which is again, linked on my website, people are like, I can't find your Pinterest boards. I'm like, go to my website, go to the little areas where there's like my Instagram and my Facebook page and my little pit, my Pinterest like sign. You can get there and my podcast too. And you can just click on that and it'll direct you right there. Okay. And my blog also has a bunch of recipes too. Um, so, okay. Next thing to make it easy. Buy pre-washed or pre-bagged cut, excuse me, pre-cut bags of vegetables. I know Trader Joe's is like great at this. They have so many different vegetables already cut up for you to save time. You may still have to wash them. But um, I know like when I was growing greens, for ex- or when I wasn't growing greens, which now I am, um, I was buying bags of pre-washed like arugula and baby kale all the time when I was like experimenting with um, greens and stuff. So pre-cut, pre-washed bags of vegetables are your friends. Absolutely. Okay. Find another way to make this easy. Find really easy, no added sugar sauces in your cooking. Um, again, people like they look, they look at jars and they're like, oh, there's sugar in there. I'm like, that's, a, I don't mind natural sugars. Like if there's natural sugars in a jar of sauce from like tomatoes or something or from the dairy that's in there. I don't care about that. I'm not worried about that. Like it's when they add a bunch of sugar to it, that's the problem to me. Like even with dairy, like yogurts, for example, I'm like, if it's natural sugars, it's fine. It's when they add all this sugar to it. I mean, if you look at a container of, I don't know, Siggy's or something, like some of those, some of those yogurts, I mean, they're adding a, ta- like that little container probably has a tablespoon of added sugar into it. Just imagine like a tablespoon in a granulated sugar jar and just, there it is. It's going to wreak havoc on your insulin, which we already know is our problem child. So, um, but yeah, find no added sugar sauces in your cooking. I liken this to like the semi-homemade method with Sandra Lee. It's like you take things that are like already prepackaged and like ready to go. And then you like add in fresh ingredients and it just makes it so much easier. And if you if like, give me like a shout out if you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, my sister and I used to watch uh, cooking shows all the time on the Food Network growing up, like in the summer times. And we like loved Sam- Sandra Lee's semi-homemade cooking. Like, give me a high five if you know exactly what I'm talking about for all my old Food Network enthusiasts. Um, but anyway, sauces like these, things like the tikka masala, like from Trader Joe's, the like red and purple Indian vegetable lentil packs, the eggplant and roasted eggplant dip, the spicy chunky tomato sauce, the Alfredo sauce, like adding some additional roasted or sauteed vegetables is that it's so flavorful and easy and satisfying. So, 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 so good. And again, if you can't get your stuff pre-cut, then think ahead. Like look at your plan for the week. And I like to think how I can set myself, like I like to think of how I can set myself up for success. Like if I'm already tending over the stove, if I'm making my kid like butter noodles or something and I'm already there and I've got like 10 minutes to kind of watch like a pot boil, literally, um, I will sit there and I'll be like, okay, well, how can I set this, set myself up for success? Like if I'm already at the stove, maybe making his lunch, maybe chopping up some like vegetables or fruit for his lunch the next day. Like, can I also like, while I have the cutting board out and the knife out, can I just take some vegetables and chop them up and like put them in a container and put them in the fridge? Like I would say most of my meals are somewhat prepared in advance so that I don't have to do much work on the day of. Like if I'm making a sheet pan, all of that stuff's already cut up 
from like maybe a couple days ago. Even the sausage is already cut up and in a container and the sheet pans are already out so that I can just literally come home from work, dump them on, add my olive oil and whatever and make it easy. Like I really, really, really try to make it um, as easy as possible so I have very little to do in that moment. Again, because it makes it easy. It makes it attractive. It makes it like, oh, it's already prepared. I'm just going to make this. It makes it delicious because I know I'm going to be making food that I like. Again, making food that you like is so good. Um, in the same vein, I also, in addition to like kind of preparing ahead for other other meals for the week, I will compartmentalize the meals in my fridge. I will get all of the items together so I don't have to hunt for them. I will even compartmentalize ingredients on my counter into little sections. Like this is for tomorrow. This is for Thursday. This is for Friday. That makes it easy for me to do and really obvious for everyone. Like this is the plan. This is what we're having. It's already prepared. Literally ordering out would take more time and be harder, not easier at this point. Like it's already there and it would be a big waste of money because we already have this food ready to go, right? And that's also really attractive, right? It's easy, easy is attractive. Like that's why before like ordering out was the easier thing to do in our brains, right? But now this is gonna be the easier thing to do. So therefore it is gonna be attractive, which is gonna be in alignment with those four things, easy, obvious, satisfying, and attractive um, to do this. So again, our brains before were going with what we thought was easy, now eating the food you have prepared, the, easy, the food that you have on plan is easier. And then that is obviously the more attractive option. Okay. And then let's um, touch on the satisfying piece of all this. To make vegetables satisfying, you need to add fat and delicious flavor. Okay. Like we're not talking about eating vegetables raw. We're not talking about eating vegetables with low fat dips. We're talking about like putting yummy things on these vegetables and making them good. Okay. Vegetables plus fat plus a protein source is your friend when you were trying to lose weight and trying to maintain weight and just trying to live a life in a way that makes you feel good all the time. Um, I, um, what am I saying here? Hold on. I'm looking at my notes. Um, yeah, again, adding fat and like leaning on pre-made sauces have made my life so much easier when it comes to preparing food. So at any given time. If you look in my refrigerator, you will see all these things that I have from Trader Joe's. Again, you can probably get alternatives in your grocery store, but if you have a Trader Joe's, it's worth making a trip for these things. I have these at all times, so I can really make a pretty quick and easy meal at any given time. I have that tikka masala. I've seen it on my Instagram. It's so good. It's in a blue package. The red and purple red Indian lentil mix, the eggplant dip and roasted red pepper dip sauces that I talked about, the spicy chunky tomato sauce. And this is fat and flavor, right? When I'm talking about these things, we're talking about fat. I'm talking about flavor too. Tahini. I always have tahini. I always have pesto. Now I make my own pesto and I freeze it. Um, and so I have it year round, but um, you can also you know, buy jarred pesto. Um, they have one in the um, refrigerated section and then they have one on the... Um, pantry section pestos and you can find pesto just about anywhere, but it's also really, really easy to make. And I have the recipe on my website of how I do it in my Nutra, actually my Ninja blender. So I always have ingredients to make harissa aioli, which is like involves mayonnaise, the harissa paste from Trader Joe's and garlic, olive oil. I always have sesame oil, butter. I usually save my bacon fat to put in greens. Um, and you decide if that's appropriate for you and your current health. Again, everything I'm mentioning, by the way, again, none of this is like medical advice. None of this is like nutritional advice. This is just how I have learned to lose weight and help other people lose weight. Um, uh, 
and help them lose like God, probably eight or 900 pounds at this point. I think I really stopped keeping track. But anyway, um, Alfredo sauce, feta, fresh mozzarella, tzatziki sauce. I always have hummus. I always have nut butter, peanut butters. Um, I usually have pine nuts, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds. I usually have mayonnaise. I usually have shredded Parmesan cheese too, as well as shredded Mexican and mozzarella cheese. Sometimes I'll also have goat cheese as well. It just depends on, um, and the Cotiga cheese too. I just, I kind of look and I'm like, is this on sale? Cause cheese will pretty much, the cheese will keep for a little while. So I think it's worth like buying it if it goes on sale. I'm just like, oh, I'll find a recipe to make this with. Um, I always have ranch dressing. I always have Peruvian green sauce, which is made with a mayonnaise. Um, I've got that recipe on my Pinterest too. It's such a great meal to make with like a grilled chicken thigh and corn. Like the sweetness and the savoriness from all of it is super good. But you can make that and you can also freeze it too. So I find that to be super helpful if I like just grill up a bunch of chicken thighs and I'm like, oh good, I can just take some corn and get the green sauce and do that. And I, I use frozen, like that roasted frozen corn from Trader Joe's. Like it's fire roasted. It's so good. Um, let's see what else. Um, I like the jalapeno sauce from Trader Joe's. I also usually will have eggs, um, avocado, which is like nature's butter. And it's the best. And as an aside, I wanted to include this in this podcast. I just thought about this the other day. I remember when I was on Weight Watchers, like before I kind of went on this journey and I was explaining to one of my coworkers, she asked like, okay, so how does Weight Watchers work? And like, how many points would like an avocado be? And at the time, I don't know what it is now. So I have no idea. But um, I was like, at the time I had 24 points in a day and an avocado was eight points eight points, which would have been a third of my points. And she was like, yeah, I can't do something that's going to demonize an avocado like that. Like that can't work for me long-term. And honestly, that was one of the times that I was like, damn, that is so interesting. Like, and it actually got me thinking, like, how could a diet plan like demonize an avocado? Like that just can't be right. And if you're listening, you know exactly who you are. Thank you for this insight because your words really made me start to question how realistic that plan was for me long-term and if I was really doing something that was right or sustainable for me for the long-term. So, okay. So like I said, at any given point, I have all of those things available and I can make an, a meal. I can add a vegetable and a protein and easily make a meal like with those things. Um, and I would say some of my favorite proteins to have available are like cannellini beans, chickpeas, the steamed lentils from Trader Joe's in the refrigerated section, um, pinto beans, chicken thighs, ground pork, ground turkey, ground chicken, pork shoulder, eggs, but I think I said that already. Um, Large, like the large turkey sausages, not like the little ones, but the large ones, like the butterball ones or whatever really is on sale and shrimp. In addition, like obviously dairy has protein in there too. And like the seeds and the nut butter also have protein in it. But like when you think of like traditional proteins, I think those are, that's what's usually available. Also to make my life easier, I will always have a bag of edamame in my freezer and corn in my freezer. And just as another little aside, along with all my frozen fruit for my day off smoothies, which by the way, one of my clients asked me this. She was like, I had a hard time getting the peel off the banana. And I was like, oh. Okay, maybe other people don't know this too. When I freeze my bananas for smoothies, I take the peel off and then I usually break it into two or three pieces because it just fits in my blender easier that way. And then I put it in the freezer. Um, Apparently, you can also buy frozen bananas if you just want to like skip that process. But I think we let enough bananas in our house go to that like softer banana bread type stage that we have no problem saving them on our own. Um, 
And if you watch my day off smoothie recipe uh, video on my website, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I have this like gallon sized freezer bags of like hot half eaten bananas because of course (laughs) my kid's like, I'm done. And I'm like, well, we're going to put that in the freezer. So, um, so again, when all of those things are in my fridge and my pantry and are disposable to me, it makes it super easy for me to make a meal without having to order or settle for my kids leftover mac and cheese. Right. So how to make these things then obvious, easy, satisfying, and attractive all at once. I'm going to do a whole section right now on just greens. Okay. Bear with me. I was never a person that ate greens. I was never a person that grew greens. I was never a person that was like, Ooh, I can't wait to eat greens. Now, listen, like I said, I'm not a salad person. You're not going to see me eating raw spinach or raw arugula anymore. It's probably never going to happen ever again. I just don't like it. It's just not going to happen. Um, I like like romaines, like I like that kind of salad, but otherwise like, meh, I'm just not, some salad greens I do like if it's dressed really well and it's like with a bunch of stuff, but again, but I did learn that I like greens wilted in fat, in sauces. So chop them up or buy them bagged. If you're using something like rainbow chard, and I had to learn this from another one of my friends and clients and um, wonderful colleagues, she was like, if you get the rainbow chard and you, you know, the ribbed parts, you can eat those parts too. You can take them and dice them up really small and put them in with some fat and like and like cook those down almost like they were an onion or a celery or something. Cook those down first before you add in the greens just so they can get cooked. But those are totally fine to eat. Um, and use butter or olive oil or bacon fat with like a bunch of greens. And somebody asked me like how much greens? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't like to measure anything really ever. It's like if I have to get a tablespoon, I'm annoyed. So um, I just know that until my whole pan, my entire always pan is full of, full of wilted greens and it's enough to make three or four meals of the week, that's when I'm like good. So I will, and what I like about this process too is it's like, it's the kind of thing where you can like kind of set it and forget it. Like if you have your heat on medium, you can like put your butter in, put in your diced, you know, collard green or um, ribs for your rainbow chard and like put them in there and just like let them start to cook and like step away, maybe like go, I don't know. Like you can prepare your kids lunch. You can like go do something else. You can like clean something else. You can do something else that's productive to your life. You don't have to be like a slave to the kitchen for this thing, right? Um, and then maybe adding in, adding in a handful at a time until you have enough. I would, I mean, you can, it's amazing how quickly these things cook down. It really is super, super impressive. So um, then once they're all cooked down, then I add in a sauce. And when again, my, the tikka, the egg, the tikka masala, eggplant, the red pepper, and the Indian ones are my favorites of all time to add to greens. I've tried pesto. I've tried Alfredo. I've tried the lemon Alfredo from Trader Joe's too. I just, I wasn't a big of a fan as it is with like an Indian green sauce. Um, and then if you want to do that for like lunches, that can be like, right? Like vegetable is the main event, right? Like that can be like your main event food for your lunch. Or if you're serving it for like a dinner, and I've done this for like dinners with my friends and stuff, I've done that with like a grilled chicken thigh on the side. And it's such a nice combination of like Indian and like the Indian food. And if like they like to eat bread, you could always serve it with like a naan or something. And like you can just skip that part. But yeah, it's like so good. So, but I like to do that and I'll put the entire thing into like three or four containers so that I can just grab those for lunch. It'd be so easy. Um, And then I usually will serve that with like a small container of chia pudding and I'll explain that in just a little bit. So um, I also really like wilted greens in like a frittata with eggs 
and cottage cheese and maybe some shredded mozzarella. Like you just wilt those greens, you have them in the pan, you like put in a bunch of eggs you with that are already mixed up with the cottage cheese and the mozzarella cheese. And it's like, mmm, delicious. Like so many greens and plus the fat and the protein that you're really looking for. I will also do greens. Again, keep them all in the same pan. I'm trying to keep this easy. I don't like to make a lot of dishes. It's like annoying, right? Put that spicy, chunky tomato soup in the greens pan, okay? And then put in, drop in four eggs, like whole eggs, not mixed up. Just like drop them in and let them cover it and let that cook. And then once the eggs are cooked, add a little Parmesan cheese on top and then cover that up. And like that is such a nice meal where again, the vegetable is like the main event, but you add in that fat and that protein and it's like super yummy. Um, So good. And again, I would make this in a container. I think I already did the, I already talked about that. Okay. So other ways that I like to eat vegetables is like roasted, like on a sheet pan, roasted. Um, I'm talking like long beans, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, even roasted tomatoes. I figured out if you put like green beans and long beans and and uh, tomatoes in together with a um, vegetable, it's so good. Ton of olive oil. We're not measuring. We're just pouring it on pour it on salt, pepper. And what I've really started to love, my mother-in-law gave me this idea, um, ground thyme and ground garlic, or if you have fresh garlic, that's fine too. But honestly, I have fresh garlic and I like to use the ground garlic. It's really good, um, on this stuff. And then at the end, adding in some shredded Parmesan cheese. So it's all melty and delicious. And I've been eating that for lunch as well. I've been bringing that as like a big serving of that for lunch. And then, um, having that again with like a small serving of chia pudding or something like that. Roasted vegetables are also super easy with sheet pans. So if you want to do like a sheet pan shrimp or a sheet pan with a turkey sausage that I mentioned before, super easy. I love that idea. I also love Greek bowls. Again, you have the tzatziki in your fridge. You have the hummus in your fridge. You have the feta in your fridge because those are things you just have on hand at all time. All you have to add is some cucumber and some tomatoes and you just mix all that up and a lot of cucumber and tomatoes, and you just get the most delicious little bowl of Greek goodness. It's so good. Um, and you can you can whip that up like so fast. You might have to like chop a cucumber, but even then, like sometimes I'll even like have my cucumbers. If I'm thinking I'm going to make a Greek bowl one of these days this week, I'm going to chop up my cucumbers ahead of time so that I don't have enough to worry about that. There's like no barrier to me um, to me being able to make that meal. And I think that's like, that's like what a lot of this is like easy, attractive, obvious, and satisfying. We break down the barriers to making anything else, any other options seem more appealing, right? These are like these, this becomes the more appealing option. That's really what we're trying to do here. We're trying to make it way more appealing to eat on protocol and way easier to eat on protocol than it would be for you to do anything else. Um, and I also understand that like This is not necessarily the entire barrier that you have to weight loss, but for a lot of people, this is one of them, right? And so this is just, that's why I wanted to do this whole podcast on this, just to try to help you guys kind of wiggle through that barrier a little bit and to break it down so that you can create this for yourself if that's what you're looking for. Um, I also love roasted vegetables with pesto. For a while, I was doing roasted broccoli and cauliflower with pesto and then alternating that um, roasted broccoli and cauliflower with like a tahini that I like to make that's mixed with mustard, which I know sounds really strange and it makes an odd consistency, but it is so, after it's like refrigerated again, it kind of gets weird, but it's so good. So, 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 so good. And I also do pesto with roasted potatoes and roasted broccoli together just to kind of change it up. Um, 
with the long beans that I've been making recently, if you see them on my Instagram. I'm also loving this harissa aioli, which is just mayonnaise, harissa, and garlic. So easy. And it's just delicious. And if you try it on the long beans, you can also put it with like grilled chicken thighs. And it's so, 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 so good. Um, also if you're doing like a pesto roasted vegetable situation and you're looking for a different protein instead of chicken thighs, like shrimp pesto is such a good thing to make too. And you can do it on the grill or I just put it in my always pan. Again, I'm trying to keep things easy around here. Um, and I think one of my very favorite vegetable tips is during family pasta night is to, and you're deciding not to eat pasta is to take the broccoli or zucchini or eggplant. And again, you can get that broccoli pre-chopped. So you can make this super, super easy if you want. Put that in a pan, like a maybe like an eight by eight or a nine by nine or something. Um, put marinara sauce that has no added sugar and fresh mozzarella and bake it and just eat that. And I'm telling you, you will not miss the pasta. It is so good. And again, it's vegetables that are the main event plus fat. It's easy and satisfying and delicious. Delicious, okay? You know, I love pesto caprese. I think that's a really, really, really great um, way to serve vegetables as well. And there are so many other ideas, but I was thinking like of the ways to make it the easiest, I think like cutting down the barriers of like getting those vegetables chopped ahead of time, putting them in little compartments in your fridge, making it so easy for you, having the plan ahead of time. Like it just, it's, it's hard in the short term, but it's easier in the long term. Same thing with everything we do with weight loss. It seems kind of tricky in the harm t- long term or short term to like feel our emotions and to like deal with our overwhelm and stress and things like that and to manage our desire. It's hard in the short term, but it's easier in the long term. And eventually doing the hard thing in the short term becomes the more appealing thing. Um, so again, all these things, vegetables, they remain event. They are celebrated, they are enjoyed, and they are prepared in a delicious, in a delicious way. And finally, while this has nothing to do with vegetables, I am also a human and I enjoy sweet tasting things, right? My palate just enjoys that. Now, my palate has been shifted tremendously eating in a natural pleasure cycle, kind of getting rid of a lot of artificial sweeteners and leaning more towards naturally sweet things and not eating a ton of refined carbohydrates and added sugars. Um, but I still enjoy eating sweet things. Just I just do. I am that human and that's okay. And I can eat sweet things and I can lose and maintain my weight. It's not a problem. So at the end of my lunch, again, I will have a lunch that is mostly vegetables and fat and protein. And then I will have a, a small container of something sweet. So um, and this is usually what I eat at work. Um, I will either have like, I like a sweet tasting items, so like a piece of fruit, but more often than not, I'll have chia pudding. So really quickly, I'm going to explain to you how I make my chia pudding. I am going to put this recipe on my blog at some point, um, for both kinds. Um, but this is how I, I just want to explain this to you. So it's out in the open. Um, okay. So I recently made a peach chia pudding and I think I had like a lot of people look at it on my reel on Instagram. I was like, oh, damn. I should do more of these more often. Um, so, cause it's, you know, it's, we're winding down peach season, but um, if you can still get a good peach, I love this recipe. So it's, you take a peach, dice it up, fresh peach, put it in the, put it in your Nutribullet or your Ninja blender, add a little bit of um, heavy whipping cream and add, I right now, you know, my stance on artificial sweeteners and not, not a huge fan of them, but um, too good 
is a brand of yogurt that I will always keep in my fridge. And that's the other thing I keep in my fridge almost at all times is full fat plain Greek yogurt and this vanilla yogurt. My, my husband likes having this type of vanilla yogurt around. He likes to mix it with peanut butter, which is another thing I really like to do if I want something sweet and I don't want to make my chia pudding is I just take vanilla, like, like this too good yogurt and I mix it with a nut butter and it's like, it basically makes a thick pudding. It's so good. So I'm glad I just thought of that because that's another thing. Again, it's like a small little addition to the end of a meal. So, um, so yeah, I take that. I take the two good yogurt, which has only two grams of real added sugar. And I think some artificial sweetener and I'm just making peace with that in my brain at this point. And it's fine. Cause I really like it in this recipe and, um, blend that together until it's liquefied and you want it to be kind of thick. You don't want it to be, you don't want to add so much, um, heavy whipping cream that it's like a, um, that it's like a thin consistency. You want to add enough that it's, that it's still pretty thick, still pretty like thick as you pour it. And then you want to, you want to split that into maybe two or three containers. I use those little one cup Pyrex jars, um, that are glass and I will split that into into probably two or three containers. And then I'll add about a tablespoon of chia seeds and let it sit overnight. So fucking good. And you could probably, and I haven't tried this, but you could probably just shift that to like replace the chia seeds with um, any berry you'd want, strawberry, blackberry, blueberry. You could probably do it with, yeah, I think that would be a really good alternative too. I tried another berry pudding chia recipe. I didn't like it very much. Um, but that is, yeah, that was my recipe recently. And it was so, 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 so good. I'm trying to remember if I actually used vanilla protein powder in it. I think I did. Now I have to look back and see. So yeah, plus or minus for vanilla protein powder. Here, let me pause this really fast and see what it is. Hold, please. All right. Nope. No protein powder in that one. That one does not include protein powder. But you know, I think when I originally posted this recipe, I was kind of doing it to be made in like bulk as like the main event. But how I really utilize chia pudding is like a small, like end of my meal. If I'm at like a one on the hunger scale, it would get me to like a two or three. And that's where I'd be because I like to include it after I've already eaten my, my meal of like primarily vegetables. So yeah. So what I started to do is instead of just making a big batch, I would say, well, I'm going to bring this to work anyway in small containers. I might as well just split them in the containers now and then I don't have to do any more work. It's just done. So I would do a tablespoon of chia seeds and then split that kind of concoction up into two or three different servings and then it's done. I have chia pudding and I have roasted or um, roasted vegetables or um, wilted greens already in my lunch or a Greek bowl already in my lunch or a pesto caprese salad already in my lunch, ready to go. The other chia pudding I really like, and this one does involve protein powder, is this like chocolate banana peanut butter um, chia pudding. And that involves, I usually for my chia puddings, I use a fresh banana. You could probably use a frozen one, but I usually use a fresh, a fresh banana. Um, this one I use chocolate, the unsweetened chocolate almond milk. It's actually in the um, pantry aisle. It's like not in the refrigerated aisle. The refrigerated chocolate almond milk has a shit ton of added sugar. Do not use that. Use the small containers. Mine is actually in the area where there's like syrups and stuff. Like that's where it's like with the cereal aisle or something. But sometimes it can be a little hard to find. Um, and if you like it and you find it, 
I would suggest buying a few because sometimes they sell out really quickly. So anyway, chocolate, unsweetened almond milk. And again, we're, we're looking for a volume that's not going to make this concoction too thin. We want it to be kind of thick. Um, some nut butter. I hate measuring. If you're in the weight loss process, you probably want to measure your nut butter. Maybe like get break out a tablespoon and just do it um, because you can really overdo the nut butter without thinking. Um, but again, if you're just, I want to try a cheetah pudding, this is how we do it. So yeah, big scoop of nut butter. And then, um, oh, a scoop of protein powder. And I like the um, OWN brand, the only what you need. And it's got a, it does have an artificial or a natural sweetener in it. And I think the Too Good is actually a natural sweetener. But again, I don't really like any sweeteners, but in these, only in these instances do I use them. And I'm fine and I haven't gained a bunch of weight, so it's perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, I think I think they have a natural sweetener and they don't have the erythritol, which is really the um, ingredient that are often in stevia uh, and monk fruit that they don't really tell you about that can cause like thromboembolic events. So, um, and I did a podcast on artificial sweeteners and sweeteners um, a while ago, and you can take a, take a listen to that one. So um, yeah, so it's banana, almond milk, unsweetened chocolate almond milk, nut butter, protein powder, blend. Blend and so it's nice and thick. And again, separate that into like small containers because you're going to make this for your end of lunch for the rest of the week um, for work. And at, and I have a tablespoon of chia per little container. Boom. I guess that's the other thing I should add to the things I always have available that have fat in it and protein is chia seeds. I always have a big container of chia seeds as well. And I found that I got them from, you can get them, I think they're more cost effective when you get them from Costco or Amazon. So um, anyway, and then you make that and then it's already done. It's like, awesome. I have, I have my stuff all ready to go for the week and I just get a little touch of sweetness, right? So I have, and like, again, it's like, it's done and I don't even have to think about food anymore, at least for lunch. I'm like, I have that all done and I don't eat breakfast. So it's like, that's easy. Breakfast, lunch, done. I just have to worry about dinner. Boom. No big deal. No problem at all. So I have a ton of additional examples on my Pinterest boards, which you can find links to on my website. And again, I will work to create a um, blog post for these chia pudding recipes because I've gotten inundated with requests for them. And I think it'll just be easier to do that. And then um, again, if you're looking, you're like, if you lose my Pinterest board, if you go to my website at the top and my social links, you'll see where it's like, Instagram, Facebook, um, Pinterest boards, and then my podcast. They're all linked right there. So it's super easy. If you're like, I don't know where it is, or I stopped following it or whatever, just like go to there. And I recently um, updated my Pinterest boards with all the recipes I've ever put on Instagram. Um, so it looks a little wonky, but the, in the information's all there. So they're all in one um, place if you're looking for the recipes or even like the sauces, like as I've got my grocery list that I keep, and then I have um, my recipes as well boards for any of those. So, all right. If you have any questions, reach out to me. I'm here for you guys. If you find other ways that you love eating vegetables, please share them with me. I love new ideas. And again, none of these things I ever ate before I was on this journey. These recipes were not on my radar. They were not on my wheelhouse, but I became the person who eats this way. And if it seems daunting or scary, I promise you, you can too. And I'm here to help you. And again, if you are looking for more help with this, I am enrolling my group that's going to start late October um, now. 
So if you want any of the details, it's on my website at uh, weightlessbybrittany.com slash program. You can get all the details on my next group there. And I look forward to helping you guys. All right. Happy fall, y'all. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Weight Loss for Busy CRNA Moms. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes. And if you like what I shared today, you should also check out weightlossbybrittany.com for even more great weight loss tips, some of my favorite recipes and mindset tools that I use to lose 40 pounds. Once there, you can also book a free consultation with me, Brittany Kolb, your certified life and weight loss coach. <laughs>